0: I'm going But still
1: Kate Chapel, this is Reverend Shirley Harrington coming from The Haven here in South Jackson. And uh, Pastor Buckley has asked me to visit with you tonight and our discussion for Bible study. And um, he left it pretty much up to me what we would talk about. I was so excited coming out of our General Missionary Baptist State Convention what I decided to do was just kind of pick up on that theme generations now and next and uh, from that discussion I got about five points that I wanted to make with you tonight I welcome your input anyone that would like to come in hi there I'm looking at some names already I see Dorothy um it's that Ruth Faye Foster hi Great, Audrey, thank you all so much for joining. Peggy Howard, hi, sister. Oh, it's so wonderful to see you all coming on so quickly. And this is going to be a joyful evening. Hi there, Miss Watson. Hi, Mr. Roach, so good to see you. Hi, Miss Moody, Sister Frances. Thank you for coming on. Hey, Sister Mac. Oh, hey there, Brother Turner. So good to see you. Mary Pondexter, thank you, Sister Annie Saxton. Oh, my wonderful sister. We we did a wonderful thing this past weekend with the women's. Um, Thank you all so much for coming on, Sister Sanders. Your names are popping so fast, I barely can say them. But let's start with prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this opportunity to share your word together. And now Lord, we ask that you let us hide ourselves behind the cross and what we do and say here together will help to benefit each of us. We ask you to let us share honestly and truthfully. And we know that whatever we do here is not just for us, but it is so that we can continue Kingdom building with those who need to know you. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. All right. So, generations, now and next was the theme in Natchez for the General Missionary Baptist State Convention uh, spring session. And I just want to applaud all of the instructors, the men and women who just gave us so many um fruits so that we could come back and share them. So I really wanted to start off talking about intergenerational kingdom ministry, because that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with now that we're looking at uh, our seniors, our most precious saints, uh, our middle-aged wonderful adults, our young people, and then our children how do we look at intergenerational kingdom building now as we prepare for what's next and we know that we have gone through a whole lot in the last two years with COVID and with the separation and close down of the church. And now we are coming back strong. And I tell you, I have enjoyed so much in the past few months seeing all the different activities of the church return. But uh, the first scripture that I wanted to bring to your attention, I know everybody know it, and I want you to chime in on John 3.16. You can start typing because you know it. It says what? Whosoever. Okay, do I have any type-ins? Okay, there's the scripture. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, TA for helping us tonight. And we who believe, whosoever, it's like being in that great witness of those who believe that uh, we will not perish, but we will have everlasting life. So if we're looking at intergenerational kingdom building ministry. We're talking to everybody, right? we're talking about everybody. But the question is, and the first question for tonight is, how can we all get along? How can we make the new uh now represent what we want in the next phase of kingdom building? And that is a discussion that Jesus had um you may recall when he was talking to the disciples and he said, Uh, the presence of children is important in the teaching of the ministry. And so we have developed at K Chapel, I think one of the best Sunday school programs in the nation, how we train our children, how we bring our children into the various age ranges. And so here we are now looking at teaching and preaching to all so the next question is how do we balance all of these ministries and one of the exciting things about the uh conference in natchez was it had everybody involved preachers teachers superintendents lay leaders uh missionary leaders and and uh, sister mary coleman did a wonderful job with the women's division the ursha's division the youth leaders of all of the various churches, they were there. And uh, and the laymen. I mean, it was just a wonderful representation. And the good part about our discussion and the discussion we're having tonight, it doesn't matter when you come into the ministry. It doesn't matter when you become uh, involved in the church. All of us receive just reward. That's out of Matthews 20 and 20. And it's one of those scriptures that uh, we hear the story, a parable about a laborer who came early in the day and he had worked all day long. And then a laborer who came in the last hour and he both received just rewards. And that's what we have to remember is that it doesn't matter when you come into ministry, when you start working, we will all receive a just reward. Now, if we are looking at, how do we have intergenerational kingdom building? I wanna go back to one, another story. You remember when Moses was on the Mount and he came down and all other people had been building false idols and they were dancing and singing and celebrating these false idols. And Moses got so disappointed. He got so angry but then God had to remind him that the people belong to him. So even what we do in ministry, whatever division we're in, it's not our church, it's not our people, the people still belong to God. And in our next uh, phases of our mission work, and our outreach ministry, and in our kingdom building, that is one of the points that we must keep in mind. Whatever we're doing, we're doing for the people of God. So let's move to point number two. What is the noun looking like to every or each generation? And I did have a scripture that I wanted to raise up of John 1, verses one through five. And T.A., if you would pull that one up for us, Uh, Let us just look at that scripture. And I welcome comments, if anyone has any comments now. And this is the scripture that says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. And him was life. And the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. I think that's our charge for tonight is that every generation has got to catch the light. Each generation has got to understand that the word has been with us, is with us. And it was made flesh through Jesus Christ. But the word still divides darkness. So whatever is going on in your life, whatever all of us are going through, we must remember that it is the word of God that is the dividing light for us all. So is anything new? If we, you know, when you start talking about now and next, most people start thinking about there must be something new. But no, there's nothing new. Uh, I, I think the same word that Paul was teaching to Timothy, uh, he 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 left it to us, and all of the parables that Jesus taught, they're still there in the Bible. The what's different is what I enjoyed uh, during the session in Natchez. Uh, Logos was being discussed. That's a very involved technology piece that you can go into and you can find scriptures and you can dissect what the scriptures mean and you can put together presentations and sermons. And then there was another instructor talking about how to use the media with young people. Uh, We know that their language from TikTok and from uh, Facebook and from all of these other engines uh, that we use is different from ours, but it's the same word. We're going to use all of these ways of communicating to get across to them. So if you think back on Paul, Paul talked to Timothy first in person. Then he talked to Timothy with other members in the congregation. Then when Paul was in prison, he sent notes to him. He sent messengers to him. So we too have got to use the written word, the spoken word, and now the transferred word through technology. And uh, all of this, though, is moving us toward toward another scripture, and I want to go to that one. Ta is the Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen where we really talk about what is our purpose? Why are we doing what we're doing? And here in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions and righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That, that's a lot in those few words. Um, teaching, reproof, correction, training in righteousness. Uh, whether or not we do it in person, whether or not we give it to another person to deliver it in a letter, and now we're talking about over the internet, over email or whether or not it's through a messenger that's the preacher, the teachers, the evangelists. Any way that we do it, the purpose of the word is what we have to look at now and how do we deliver that next, in the next phases of our kingdom building work. So is it old? You might could call it old. Uh, We want to go to the... Scripture about Nicodemus, you know, when Nicodemus went to Jesus by night, he was asking him, How can I be born again? I'm a grown man. And then the scripture is so good for us right now because it doesn't matter what the age of the person, our missionary work, our evangelist work, our stewardship responsibility of sharing the word of God is to all ages. And we do that in telling them that your new birth, no, you cannot enter back into your mother's womb, but you can be born of the spirit. And what is born of the spirit is a new birth. And that's the way we have to share that. Uh, So we have a combination. We can call it now the old and the new. We can call it the refreshed, the uh, re-imagined, uh, that was our theme for last year, reimagining ourselves. But what we are doing is reaching out now for the next generation, for the next group of saints who will be leading others to Christ. So whether or not they're non converted or whether or not we want to call them unsaved, uh, Romans 3 and 23. Go to that TA for just a second. It kind of gives us just a little tidbit of how we can talk about this next, Romans 3 and 23. It says to us, did I catch you off guard there? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. That's a a wonderful way to look at it. Whether we're reaching the unconverted, non-converted, or ministering to the unsaved, we have to always keep ourselves humble and remembering and sharing with them. All of us have been in the same place. Every day we do something we're not supposed to do. So we are all sinners saved by grace. And so... What, it, what are we looking like to each, every generation? We're looking old. We're looking new. We're looking refreshed. We're looking reinvented. We're looking reimagining. And we're doing renewal as we look at the now and the next. So let's go to this third point, um, That I think was something that I gathered out of a couple of the sermons that was done uh, during the three-day session in Natchez. Can you see into the future to identify the next? And I tell you, if it was one scripture to me that kept uh, coming uh, through was that 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind. I, I, I mean, it just kept ringing day after day. Someone would say it either as they were getting up or in the middle of their presentation. The role of leadership, uh, as we look at the next, Acts chapter 6 is one of those uh um, heavy scriptures. And we're not going to go through it tonight, but I ask you to do that as, as you're reading this week. Um, the role of leadership, we had classes that were just fantastic classes that were led on youth leadership. Um, how do we lead the missionaries? How do we lead uh, the men to Christ in our layman's division? Um, there was one workshop on how do you manage the conflict in leadership? How do you you deal with those who are called? And uh, Reverend Rhodes just did an outstanding job, and so did uh, Pastor Ray from Memphis and um, Reverend McBride. i I just tell you, we had, and Pastor Buckley and his team, of executive officers chose some of the most outstanding people who could share with us, how do we turn this word into flesh, but also how do we see leadership next? How, how do we move ourselves into these dynamic roles when we are looking at still COVID going on? When we're looking at churches who are trying to bounce back, when we look at communities where there is leadership in government that is not supporting the social needs of the community, how do we move ourselves next so that we will not be moving in fear, but in power, knowing that the love of God is guiding us? But using a sound mind, you know, there's a lot right now that's happening that's nearly driving people crazy. I mean, our legislature this year did some strange things in Mississippi, but we have to believe that God is still in charge and that God is guiding us and directing us. And we must pray for our leaders. We must pray for their sound minds and for their just ruling and their just walk in what jobs they have been assigned to do. Um, I'm going to stop for just a second and see if there's any comment or any feedback. Uh, TA, you're going to have to lead me on this one. I know that there are some folk out there listening, and I'm sure that there must be some comments coming in here about now. Uh, what, What do you see next? How do you see us moving next? at Kate Chapel, as we look at the 40 year olds, the 50 year olds, uh, there are the us who are the seasoned saints over 70 who are moving backwards. And then we see the 20 year olds that we know must be shaped and mold. And then we have our little budding teens and, and preteens that are just coming forward. And we know that they are going to be the leaders. They are being shaped into what roles they think that they can play in kingdom building. And I I was just so proud this Saturday, uh, the Girl Power, the group of, of uh, 10 young ladies that served as hostesses and you know, I have to thank the missionary department. They are truly on uh, the gold of planning and incorporating intergenerationally. And the speakers that they chose, the young people that were chosen to present on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we are doing an excellent job. And I, I just applaud everybody. Good applause for me, and thumbs up if you are out there and you can put those thumbs up for what is happening in K Chapel. So TA, do we have any comments or any anything that I need to be reacting to right now from our listening audience? Okay, it's been a while since I've done this, you guys, so I will continue with just the next point. We have a point number 4 and I Oh, oh, okay, thank you. Cecilia, you saved me, girl, thank you. It was awesome Missionary uh, Sunday and we do give God all the glory, I promise you. That that to me uh, was well-planned and I, I enjoyed the part that I could participate in. Uh, Jerome and I did sneak off and go to Memphis to be with Daryl for his 47th birthday. Uh, we had not celebrated with him in a while. And I don't know if many of you know that New Sardis had gone through uh, a terrible storm with the ice, and uh, we just wanted to go up and give our brothers some support and and you know be with the church and just kind of spread a little love. And so we missed Sunday, but we re- I was there on Saturday. And and you're right, uh, Miss Bass. It was a wonderful, awesome weekend. Um, any other comment? Let's see not, let's, let's just move on to uh, point number four then. Is your next enlarging your territory? Uh, that word next is kind of interesting, isn't it? it it's, uh, we, we always talk about future. Uh, we talk about planning, but when you say next, it's like something has to be in order. Something has to already be there. Uh, if if someone said to you, you're next in line, that means you're already in line. Or, okay, uh, you're the next to speak. That means you already have something that you're ready to say, right? So is your next enlarging your territory? That means you already got a territory, Um, So if you got a territory and you got something that you are praying about, meditating on in order to receive an enlargement of your territory, uh, then you have to believe that you have some influence already, that you have already accepted some responsibilities and you have the authority to achieve whatever it is that's already on your radar. Um, Colossians 4 and 10 was a scripture that came to mind, and um, it, it's a story. Um, Jabas called on the God of Israel, saying, O thou wouldest bless me indeed. And enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou keepeth me from evil, that it may not grieve me, and God granted him that which he requested. That's some powerful scripture. And the reason I wanted to go with that is enlarge this this interpretation say my coast the other um, I think King James says territory and it said that my hand might be thou hand might be with me a prayer as you move next in your territory are you asking God to be with you are you asking him to keep you from evil? See, because we're ready for next. We got to be ready for next. It's already here. The next phase of us coming out of COVID, the next phase of us growing ministries, all of these things are already here. And then keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Now that is powerful. So as we look to where we are next, these are some words and some prayers that you can pray and we will believe that god will grant your request the desires of your heart are there if you pray honestly and ask him to enlarge your territory so how do you enlarge your territory uh, the first thing we always talk about is feed the sheep. Uh, who will you feed? (laughs) You know, we're not going to get into, is it going to be your family at home? Is it going to be the people on the street? Is it going to be the people at your job? Whoever you're feeding, Paul has some great advice. He said, we're scattering spiritual seeds of joy, grace, love, anger, Hate and self, you must decide which can, which because all can bear fruit. You must decide which because all can bear fruit. Now that scripture uh, is followed in in the in the King James version by words in that Galatians six and seven that says, whatsoever a man soweth. That shall he also reap. So, when you're feeding the sheep, when you're scattering the seeds, when you're out there with the people in this next enlarging your territory, always remember you carry fruit. You carry good fruit and you carry bad fruit. But it's left up to you which one you would actually scatter to the people. So where will you plant your seeds? Uh, I like Matthew 13, 31 and 32. It's the story of the mustard seed. You don't have to do big things, but whatever you do, if you do it with the seed of God, that's like the little bitty mustard seed, it is going to grow mighty because it's God's business, not our business. Our business is to plant the seed, enlarging our territory. Next, enlarging your territory means just doing small things that can grow into great things. And and I, I promise you, it happens. It happens every day with ministry. And what will it cost you? That's the other question of enlarging the territory giving allows for blessings and most times the cost is minimum compared to what comes out of what you're giving. Philippians 4 and 19 tells us God will supply all our needs. So if we're looking at how do we enlarge our next territory? How do we get into this mode of understanding that we are called upon to feed the sheep, to scatter the seeds, to plant that mustard seed in someone's heart and mind? It's the little things. It's the daily things. It's the blessing that you can be. And even as simple as giving somebody a smile. We don't know it sometimes, but there are some people out here that are just really hurting. And they just need somebody to listen to them or just say, you know, it's okay. You look wonderful. Oh, it's going to be a great day. So our encouragement and our working through the blessings that are already in our house, uh, what we have already been given, what's already in your hand that next enlarging the territory is exciting to me i can you tell that i'm excited about what's next and of course we can round all of this out i like to go to the other side of the corn and it says will the next give room for less uh that sounds like a riddle doesn't it (laughs) um but in John 3, 26 and 30, uh, like, let's go to that, uh, T.A. Uh, John 3, 6, 26 and 30, it says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. Uh, go back. I think you were right at the right scripture right then. Where were you? The, the scripture before that. Well, no, let's go down. The, the whole idea in this scripture in the third chapter of John is we we should not take no thought. That's the 25th. That's right. That was good. Uh, we should take no thought in what we wear. Uh, where, where are we going to sleep? Where are we going to get things from? Because God has more than enough to take care of us. We don't need to be worrying about things. We don't need to try to grab and grab and grab and grab. Less is more. Less can be more if we're depending on God. When we're not trying to figure it all out by ourselves. If the uh, flowers of the field are being taken care of, if the animals are being taken care of, If God is bringing down the rain on the grass, don't you know he knows how to take care of us? And so less, uh, uh, how do you measure less confusion? You measure less confusion by sharing information and loving on people, even when they don't seem to be understanding. Uh, God is not a God of confusion. So when we see things that are moving out of hand, let's move towards less confusion by walking into the middle of it and saying, okay, let's talk about this. Uh, We don't need to have this discussion without a full understanding of God's word. Um, Rightly dividing the less blame. uh, I like to use that backward way of looking at it when we accept more responsibility for uh less blame, uh, who who did this? Why was this not done? Is that more important than saying, okay, it wasn't done, but let's work together and get it finished let let's let's move this forward because we can do it together. The blame game. Moves us away from the love of God. And, um, Matthew 18 chapter 15 through 17th verse tells us about how we face it. It, it gives us a formula. If, if your brother has done something, go to them directly. Talk to them. Less confusion, less blame, um, First Peter 5 and 6 tells us about how we humble ourselves. You know, it's okay to say, okay, I'm wrong. It's, it's my fault. It may or may not be your fault, but it's okay because you know you got to move towards right. And then Proverbs 19, 3 through 22, that's another reading assignment that talks about how we can blame God for things happening in our lives or things not happening in our lives so we have to get out of this blame game less blame room for less and then the last less is counting less denial can you say yes more this year is it is it easier to say no or is it easier to act in a no less responsibility, less attendance means that you're not saying yes, less denial. I need to get up out the bed. I need to come to church. I need to be more involved in missionary work. That's less denial of responsibilities. Um, one, One writer said, say yes to God always. To do good means to do it. Less talking about doing, but more actual doing. Uh, The the Christian responsibility for kingdom building requires less denial of work. Matthew 22 and 14 says that being called, you can be called, but some are going to miss the call. So we don't want to miss our call. We we want to be ready, available, and ready for the next. And ladies and gentlemen, I have gone through this entire little outline tonight. I would love any feedback that you have right now, because I'll tell you, I was excited to have that introduction of thought uh, by the ministers and the sermons and the lectures. And the time that we all spent together in Natchez. And I really would like to applaud uh, Pastor Buckley, President Buckley of our General Missionary Baptist Convention for giving us such a rich session. It had uh, elements that actually applied to every part of our church. Um, Comments. I would love some comments right now. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Miss Williams, Kayola. Uh, it is to the glory of God. What we do, it has to be to the glory of God. None of this is about us. Uh, every time we think about what is happening at Cade Chapel right now, what's happening in churches all across this nation? What's happening to the saints of God? Uh, we have been worn down with the negative conversations, the negative actions, the crime, all of these things, but it is a time for us to build up. It's a time for us to seek the glory of God. It's a time for us to spend time in the Bible, in meditation, in prayer, with each other, with the saints of God, talking and believing on God's word that he is Going to move, and our next steps, our next ventures, our next rewards are going to be more than we can ever imagine. Are there other comments? T. A. Are, are are we seeing any other people there? Oh, thank you, Miss White, Miss Mandy Fry. I, you know what? I I I heard you all had a great rehearsal leading up to Sunday. And uh, I did not have any announcements uh, given to me to give tonight, but I saw the announcement uh, running at the beginning. And I understand that our choir is preparing for the uh, orchestra uh, presentation on Sunday afternoon. So we invite everybody out to come to that, of course. There it is, Sympathy in the Community. And that is at, uh, I think it's three o'clock on Sunday and uh i thank you all for all the work that you continue to do in our music division are there other comments that we have ta okay and paula um thank you i i i you know what i could use a little encouragement every now and then it is so right we we all that are out here doing the groundwork and and laying the work of the word of the Lord. This is not easy all the time. And um, of course, I'm gonna ask you to pray for uh, the Duval family. The funeral is Friday uh, at 11 o'clock. And um, we we will be helping to participate with that family, and all the families that are going through uh, loss of their uh, passing transitioning is no loss, because we know that those who are saved in Christ, that they are with our Lord. And so the families, as they prepare for the home going of their uh, sister and cousin, mother, we would like to ask for your prayers for that family, uh, the devolved family, Aggie, and, and for uh, Dristol and all of the other members of the family. Uh, other comments? All right. I, uh, thank you, S- Sister Johnson, for your comment. Also, I have enjoyed being with you tonight and um, I hope y'all won't report me that we leave early, but this class is I'll, its really going to end here in just a couple of minutes, unless you have some questions for me on some of the comments that I have already made about any of the scriptures. Uh, If you have a question, you have one minute to get it in. TA is going to put that screen up and we're going to see if you have any questions. If not, I'd just like to read one comment that Pastor made two years ago. And it just seems so incredible that this comment is um, here right now in front of me. And this was uh, when we were looking at uh, reimagining focus meeting, and and I said two years ago, I think this was at the end of 2021, yeah, December 2021, when we were having this meeting, and he said, we are not unaware that the world has changed, and so have personal sensibilities. A shifting of values, expectations, and preferences have been shaped over the past 20 months that may likely remain on their current trajectory. As such, the church must also proactively consider how we minister effectively within the context of new norms. So we are in the middle of new norms. We have no idea if everybody that is able will be back in person to Cade Chapel. But our new norm is that we are televising our services as well as in person. Our new norm is something that is the next phase of our lives. And I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I believe God is preparing us. He is preparing us to enlarge our territories. He is preparing us to be the Christians that can move the next to the forefront. So I thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, For those of you that have been here, if I did okay, report it to pastor. If I didn't do okay, report it to me. If you did not like what happened, tell T.A. about it. And uh, we all pray together, all right? Let us pray our way out of this session tonight. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be with each other during this hour. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we are able to divide it truthfully. And we know sometimes it cuts us, it cuts to the soul of our own actions. God, we ask that you give us greater understanding of your word. That it not just be something we say, but something that we live. And most important, let us understand how important it is that we share your word. For there is a dying world that needs to still know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. We thank you for technology tonight. We thank you for TA's wonderful assistance. And most important, we thank you for your love, God. May it carry us until we see each other again in the precious name of Jesus. And we all say together, amen, amen and amen. Good night, all.